Welcome, you're listening to the Spa Business Mastery Podcast, a place for team and solo spa owners to learn how to scale their business growth and impact by implementing thriving systems and strong leadership. Hi, my name is Kirsten Foss, and over the past 25 years, I've been an esthetician, spa owner, and business and marketing strategist to help you plant the seeds of success needed to cultivate a truly bountiful spa business. Today I'm feeling a little, hmm, I, I'm going to be honest, I'm feeling a little low energy um, and I've, as those kinds of days come, I'm just rolling with them. So I know I've been telling you to do the same thing, so I'm taking my own advice. Um, so I had a little bit of a soft start today on my day uh, and I actually watched a, uh, what's called a town hall meeting for, uh, with the Canadian um, ABA. Allied Beauty Association. Um, now in Canada, as far as estheticians and hairstylists, we don't have any kind of governing bodies. Um, and so there are very few associations that are available um, for us to kind of have this kind of collective support. Um, now the ABA in Canada is, is primarily salons um, and the, the town hall webinar um, that I was at this morning, um, it was primarily salon owners, but the information that I was looking for was, was for all of us. And that information had to do with um, kind of government subsidies, government initiatives, loans that they're starting to roll out, and just you know, being clear about what's available and, and what the rules are. And I know for you, um, for those of you in the States, hey, Rebecca, um, you're in the same boat. So our governments are rolling out these initiatives, but there's they're rolling out the ideas um, and then kind of dripping out the details. So it's all very, very frustrating. Um, it's very stressful when it seems like there's an opportunity to for bridge loans um, and wage subsidies, but yet there's not enough information to actually make uh, strong decisions for you and your business. <clears throat> so today I wanted to share a little bit about um, what I heard at the ABA meeting. Um, and of course, this is going to be different for U.S. spas, but you know, I think in general, what I want to talk to you about specifically today was some of the opportunities we can take in the spa industry while um, our businesses are closed uh, for personal services. So in particular, I want to talk about retail sales, gift card sales and virtual appointments because we have uh, in a in a business in a crisis. There's there's a business crisis curve, and um, I got this curve from Mike Michaelwitz, who wrote Pop Profit First. Uh, he's got a new book coming out um, in April. I've pre-ordered it. It's called Fix This Next, and I watched a webinar that he put on to launch, um, kind of help, kind of create buzz for that book. But he was sharing um, this particular crisis curve, and I felt like. Um, actually, I want to share it with you. I'm just going to grab it. Hold on two seconds. There we go. I wanted to share it with you because I feel it's really important. It's a good visual for you to understand kind of where you are mentally with your business and how it fits in with what's happening in the world. Now, um, this is going to be backwards because it's on a Facebook Live, but this is called the Business Crisis Trend. This is from um, MikeMichaelWitz.com, so um, M-I-K-E-M-I-C-H-A-L-O-W-I-T-Z, 
www.ficz.com. I'll put this link in here for you um, so that you can can access it too. Cause hey Lisa, hey Tanya, cause I real like I want you to print this out and put it in your office, like wherever you can, are doing your work, because it will absolutely help kind of get your head figuring out where things are at um, and so that you can make better decisions. So what we've just gone through on this curve here, even though it's backwards, we're right in here. Well, we're not right in here. We Most of us have gone already through phase one, which is the shock of the situation. Really, really stressful. And you know, a couple of weeks ago, even before I got this um, little diagram, uh, I was in my group spa business mastery, just feeling like I wanted to help support you guys a little bit more. And I innately knew that you are in a state of shock. And I know that when we're in a state of shock, we're not thinking clearly. Um, when we're in a state of shock, we're in that fight or flight. We're in the, uh, you know, in our, our reactive brain, the re reptilian brain. And so that's not going to help us at all kind of figure out how to move through this. There is no playbook for this. So a lot of this is what we have to lean on other people, but we also have to recognize what's happening uh, for ourselves. So what I feel is happening right now of where we are in this curve, I feel like right now we're in stage two in desperation. Now with desperation, that is kind of like the stampede and overreact phase. And where I see that, hey, Shannon, good to see you. And I see Ta Tanya here. And uh, congratulations, Tanya. I saw that you are expecting. That is so exciting. All right. So what I'm seeing in our industry, as we're kind of in this desperation phase, um, I feel like there's some mistakes that are inadvertently happening. And so I want to kind of nip some of those in the bud. Okay. So... Um, I want to talk about these three particular sales opportunities and there's opportunities, but there, we also need to look at the concerns about them because there are some implications. Hey, Cheryl. Um, all right. So first retail sales. Now having uh, an e-commerce store or even just like doing it like super simple and having people email you or text you um, to purchase product is a really good strategy, especially for our industry uh, as far as skincare clinics. So if you are a spa that has a strong skincare um, revenue stream, or if you are a skincare clinic, then this is a really great opportunity for you to be able to generate some revenue. However, one of the caveats, and I've been noticing this conversation happening in the past couple of days, uh, particularly in the Canadian uh, groups and the Canadian estheticians and spa, spa owners is that some of our initiatives and one of them is that the government, Canadian government is rolling out a loan, a $40,000 loan that needs to be repaid. Uh, so if you pay it back by December 31st, uh, 2022, that they will forgive 25% of that loan. Now, there are requirements for these kinds of initiatives. The same as the, uh, the other initiative is for, uh, is a $2,000 a month, kind of like an uh, unemployment insurance. And that business owners who uh, haven't paid into, e, in, into EI, employment insurance in Canada, um, can still qualify during the COVID crisis. But here's the thing, you gotta be very, very, um, you gotta be some discerning in here because there may be some pieces in there that limit you from generating more income, okay? So there may be some of you who 
so, okay, I'm gonna back up the bus. So you generate retail sales, because of course you're closed, can't do service sales, but you wanna look at the, um, the amount of retail sales that you are generating, because that will, if you are using any of these initiatives, that might uh, offset what you can actually uh, get from the government, all right? So as far as the small business loan, uh, or as far as the $40,000 or $40, business loan, that hasn't been, um, that information and all the details hasn't been rolled out yet. So I guess what I'm saying right now is that we've kind of got to keep an eye on things uh, with the initiatives being rolled out to make sure we're not kind of, if you want to take advantage of these initiatives, that you're not undermining that by selling retail. Now, if you have a strong retail sales, like I know some of you are doing like really, really great retail sales right now, some of you skin clinics. Now, for those of you that are in that, that space, uh, it might very well be worth you staying and like focusing on retail sales and virtual consultations. But for those of you that are just kind of dripping out a little bit of retail here and there, and this is what I realized this morning <coughs> at this ABA <coughs> town hall meeting was that we, we do need to figure out if it's actually worth it to sell retail right now or not. So that means that you're going to have to analyze kind of where your retail sales are at over the past couple of weeks. And if you need to have government um, sub subsidies, the, you know, the $2,000 a month, which is like e unemployment um, or the business loan, you, you just want to make sure if you need those that you're not undermining them by the retail sales that you are doing. So my suggestion is you connect with your bookkeeper or your accountant um, to confirm kind of what the best uh, what the best way to go about this is. All right. So, um, yeah, I mean, for salons, like the big part of the conversation in the town hall was for salons, they, you know, their price points for retail. And if they're a smaller salon, they don't have a strong enough retail revenue stream to make it worth it if they need these initiatives to get through. Right. Okay, so the another the ex, the next um, sales opportunity I want to talk about is gift certificate sales. Uh, Shannon, yeah, I, you heard a thirty percent drop in revenue. Yes, you have to in order to qualify. One of the qualifications is to have a thirty percent drop in revenue, but with the two thousand dollar a mark uh, a month EI of the benefit that you're getting, I think it's C R C E R B. Um, that it's that that will make a difference. So if you're bringing in income, um, then you'll have to make sure that, you know, that that's part of that's income. So that may be taken off of your $2,000 a month um, payment that you'd be getting for the, from the government. So that's what I mean as far as just look at what the fine print is with these initiatives and look at your own numbers of what you're able to generate with retail to see if it's actually worth you selling retail. I mean, it's really, I was just like, ah, oh, this is so crappy, you know, like it's crappy for our clients if that's the case, because then if, you know, you need to survive at home. Um, and if it means that you, you can't provide retail sales because it, it undermines your ability to, you know, take advantage of these initiatives, uh, it's just really, really frustrating. So, um, but I, this is the thing is I want you just to be aware of it. You are going to need to do your own due diligence. I am not a lawyer. I am not a bookkeeper. I'm not an accountant. 
And so I'm just trying to funnel information that I've received from, um, from re reliable resources, because that's another piece, right? We're hearing, I hear this and I hear that. And, you know, it's like, you know, I heard uh, in some of our groups that, you know, in Ontario, spas aren't going to be open till mid-August. And I'm like, where is that information? My husband works in emergency management in, in BC and, and he's like, it's, it's too far to be able to actually say that because we're kind of in these 12, two week increments of, you know, two weeks ago, people who were exposed are going to be showing symptoms. But in the meantime, they've been spreading it to other people during that 12 or two weeks, right? So we're kind of in this two week um, kind of lineup where, you know, they have information, but it's really just guesstimates. So right now in Canada and BC, particularly, we've been really, really good our government has been, provincial government's been very good at um, staying on, um, communicating with all of us. Uh, they had us social distancing, uh, physical dis distancing right away. Um, and right now there's a lot of kind of peer pressure um, because so many people have ad adopted physical distancing that it's putting pressure on the people who aren't doing that. But I know that as far as um, that physical distancing, they know that not everybody's gonna comply. So even if 80% comply, then we are able to flatten the curve. All right, let's talk about gift certificate sales. Now, gift certificate sales are, are what I'm seeing and not just in the spa industry, but I'm seeing this for restaurants and gyms and all sorts of service-based uh, industries and small businesses to, to buy a gift certificate now to support us um, during our closure. <sighs> This is problematic in the fact that you need the cash now to survive. So you use that, if you're using that gift certificate money, then that means that down the road when you do open and have to service those gift certificates, then you're going to be in a cash crunch at that point. So if you want to use that as a tactic, please, please, please know that it is literally like bridge financing, <laughs> very short term financing for you. It's just getting you to survive until you can open and then you are going to have to deal with a cash flow problem when you open. So it's, it's not, it's not solving any problems other than just kind of getting you through the next couple of months. So if you are aware that you will have to deal with the cash flow crunch, um, when you do open, that's your prerogative. Now, the other piece about gift certificate sales is that um, Tanya said, you've always been educated, gift certificate sales should not be used until the gift certificate is actually used. Absolutely. <laughs> so like, nah, 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 this is it. <laughs> you know, this is how gift certificate sales work. They are a liability in your books. So they're not a sale, they're a liability. You owe those people that money that's that service so this that's why i'm saying if you use gift certificate sales right now as your cash flow you will come to a cash crunch as soon as you open and you have to pay your team to service those clients so if you have a plan for that you can you know it might be an option i mean right now we're all kind of scrambling to figure out options and the thing about a crisis is that you don't necessarily get the ideal option or the ideal solution. You get what you get until until you can kind of figure out the next step. So 
What I'm saying with gift certificate sales is be very, very careful. Be very mindful about promoting gift certificate sales. Be mindful about what you're doing with that money. Be mindful that if you use it, you are going to have a, another cash flow issue as soon as you open. Now, if you are a business who has been riding the profitability line for a while and this crisis and closure means and if it goes on for a long period of time and if you are seeing the writing on the wall that you are a business that you're you're not sure if you actually can make it and hold off until you can reopen and you're thinking about bringing on gift certificate sales as a tactic for cash flow um i i you know i'm not a fan of that idea at all because if you do decide to close your doors permanently, there's, you know, you still had a financial obligation to service those clients that paid you gift certificate money. And now if you're closed and can't give it to them, you know, that's, that's a pretty uh, awkward and morally questionable um, situation for when you open. And I'm not sure you want to have that hanging over you if that happens, right? And cause you gotta live in that community. So, you know, there's some tough decisions being made right now. I totally get it, it sucks. And um, so I guess what I'm sharing with you today is just like, make sure you're thinking about all these things. You're, we're not gonna get perfect solutions right now. It's, it's just not possible. We just have to work with what we have. We have to work with what, um, you know, we can receive and we have to work with our own morality <laughs> and our own emotions at this at this point of time but we don't want to be making you know because we're in this we hit the shock we're now in desperation phase we don't want to be making decisions like total tunnel vision decisions when we are feeling desperate because <laughs> let's look at this chart again okay for those of you that are just joining on this is called the um, business crisis trend so we've got shock that happened a couple of weeks ago and right now we're in phase two of desperation but look what what happens to the curve here it does dip more but this is a place for evaluation in our business but the evaluation is about and what he has here is that it's consideration or stagnation so i'm urging you to be very very considerate about the decisions that you're making right now and it's really hard because we don't you know, as far as business, uh, government uh, initiatives, we don't have all the information because they haven't given it to us yet. Okay. So I guess for the most part, what I'm saying is just like, be really, really careful about what you're doing right now. Okay. All right. Let's talk about uh, virtual appointments. I am totally thrilled to see that uh, many, many, many of you are um, getting online more, doing more Facebook Lives, being um, more visible in your social media. And I'm also seeing, especially um, our skincare, our skin therapists starting to do virtual consultations, which I think is awesome. I think this has been overdue in our industry. Um, our industry is kind of not been quick to adopt digital online kind of services. So here we are being forced to. Um, Tanya, I'm gonna come back to yours in a second. Now I'm, I'm seeing some red flags though in the, in the virtual consultation. So I'd like to like, you know, pull out the emoji with the like a caution symbol on it, like whoop, whoop, caution, caution. 
We are at a place, you know, virtual consultations um, are becoming a, a total thing, which is awesome. However, I am seeing a lot of free virtual consultations happening. Free, 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 free. I'm also actually seeing a lot of free courses, but what's happening is we're kind of getting this dump into a uh, dump of free stuff um, onto the market digitally. And A, it's noisy right now for free stuff. Um, and B, and more importantly for you guys, is I, you know, as far as virtual services, it's time for us to quickly get on the bandwagon of figuring out what our offers are that are virtual and discern what each kind is giving to the client so that there are clear boundaries about what you're offering, what you're giving, um, as far as time and knowledge and resources so that you aren't shooting yourself in the foot with offering a, a free virtual consultation that is financially unsustainable for you. All right. So this is one of those innovative places that has popped up for our industry. It's awesome, but we have to, we have to be, think critically. So I am urging all of you, if you're doing virtual consultations to, to map out three different versions of this particular concept. The first one is a free one. And yet the free one needs to be contained as far as what you're giving. So a free virtual consultation is going to be very short period of time, maybe 15 minutes online. It's just quick. Um, almost like if somebody came into the salon or the spa and was, you know, pop hopped in, popped in, um, and was looking for, um, you know, I need a new cleanser and a moisturizer and exfoliant. And, you know, they know what they need and it's not really much time or effort for you to, yeah, we've got this, this, and this is looking at quickly at your skin. Um, this is what we, that would be, um, that would be a freebie as far as a free virtual consultation, very short, very limited. Then you can have, um, a virtual consultation, which would be like just a one-off one hour or half hour, however long you want to make it. This is where you guys kind of need to put your brain, your thinking caps on as far as, okay, if I were to do a one-on-one -on -one virtual consultation, what, what do I need to do? What do I need from the client? What, what, what do I need to provide to bring value to a paid one-on-one -on -one virtual skin consultation? Or I saw Regina, she, uh, innovative as usual. Regina was, um, our, you know, she does, um, uh, her eyebrow, the eye, she's like our eyebrow maven, one of our eyebrow mavens in our industry. Uh, and she came up with a virtual brow appointment. So, but it's really, you have to, really map out exactly what they're getting in there so that you can provide the value and you know you're sharing that in your marketing and when you provide value then you can charge for that all right now the third level to virtual consultations i'd like you to consider is to create a virtual consult a virtual skin program or a virtual appointment program where it's it's not just a one-off but it's like a three-month program or a six-month program um, and again, you want to, you know, create a service description and map out the features and then the benefits, the benefits are the outcomes. And the more information you have about that, that's providing more value. All right. So that is how we can make these virtual appointments, virtual consultations, virtual programs sustainable in our industry. But we got to get on this now before the whole market is flooded with free virtual appointments 
Um, and it's kind of just all over the place. Like maybe some people are giving hour consultations, some people are giving 15 minutes, but I feel like this is a really critical time for us as an industry to like get on the bandwagon and get organized with our service descriptions when it comes to virtual um, appointments, all right? we Because the bottom line is if we want to make this sustainable, then you do need to get paid, <laughs> okay? So, uh, and just offering free virtual appointments is not sustainable for you. All right, so I'm curious about um, what you've been going through as far as retail. Nicole, I saw that you were in my group asking about, um, you know, the issue of if I'm selling retail, is that gonna affect my government subsidies? You weren't all here at the very beginning of the live, so I encourage you to go back and watch it when we're done here. Um, but yes, it absolutely can affect um, any of the government initiatives that you are wanting to use. So um, a little recap on that was, you need to be generating enough retail sales to make it worth it for you not to have those subsidies if those subsidies require you to uh, report other income, all right? All right, I wanna go back to, hey Lisa, uh, my price can be used to buy product. Oh, so you're doing like if you, you have a free consult, but then it's, uh, so, oh, I see, like you have a charge for the consultation and then they can put it towards product. That's another way to do it. But I, I really just want everybody to think about how they would wanna set up what a free little taster is. Remember, um, for those of you, <laughs> I'll date myself as far as Baskin Robbins ice cream. Do you remember that place where they had pink spoons and you could get a little taster of any kind of flavor of ice cream you wanted? It was free. It was a pink spoon. When you wanted, but when you wanted the ice cream cone, you paid for the full ice cream cone. So that little freebie is a taster. It's your pink spoon. Okay. It's going to uh, come back here to Tanya and see what else she said. Um, Tanya is saying, I don't recommend GC sales right now unless it's for a gift, another party. Yeah. So that's the whole point of having online gift certificates is for people easy, to make it easy for people to buy gifts so they don't have to come into the spa. So I would re still be recommending gift certificates like Mother's Day is coming up, graduation's coming up, people can't go out shopping. So I, that is where it's appropriate to sell gift certificates, not to like do a full call out support me, buy gift certificates, blah, blah, blah. That's where it really gets problematic. Uh, and you're seeing discounts all over the esthetician Facebook forums. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well, you know, that's that's just a testament for this business crisis trend, right? You know, when they're in desperation phase, we when we're desperate, we do wonky things because we're desperate. Um, and yet it's, it's, it's a way to kind of jump off the edge, all right? Um, now, just to go through this again, this is as far as, um, you know, we wanna kind of move into this evaluation section right in here. Now, if, if we are in evaluation, but if we're stagnating and not, not taking action on things, this is where the trend will go, right? Falls off. But if we can do our evaluations, take deliberate action, there is opportunity for surge and burst, okay? So, and then business continuity. So, you know, it's it's tough. I totally get it. It's so it's tough. It's hard. I'm experiencing it too. Um, it's hard not to panic. Um, that's why today I'm actually. I was saying at the very beginning. Today for me is a bit of a, a down day. I'm not feeling very 
I don't feel very energetic. <laughs> um, and I, but I'm going to use, I'm going to acknowledge that and, and use the rest of my day today to be gentle with myself. I still want to work on some brainstorming ideas. I've got started uh, fleshing out some ideas, uh, yesterday, but in order for me not to kind of get locked into, you know, go back into shock or get locked into desperation and, and not be able to move into this evaluation period. I know it's really important for me to honor how I feel and my energy and to kind of just take it as it goes, but still be ready to take deliberate action. Um, when I'm feeling like I'm up to it, which was probably going to be tomorrow. Sometimes we just need to give ourselves a day. Sometimes it's a two, it's two days. Sometimes if you have been pushing yourself way too hard, maybe it's a week of downtime and radical self-care and just going inwards. This experience collectively as a planet will be forcing us to look at our own crap. <laughs> We're at home with our families. <laughs> They're probably driving you crazy. Um, I don't know if you guys uh, follow Glennon Doyle, but oh my God, she had a hysterical Facebook Live. She does these uh, family meeting Facebook Lives and IGTVs. And, you know, she said, you know, life isn't that different for me. I'm at home all the time anyways. I work from home. But what's different is everybody else is home. <laughs> so I can relate to that. Um, it's It's just not an easy time. So... I am here to support you. I want to see if there's anybody else. I'm here to support you how I can. Uh, this is all unfolding day by day. There aren't a lot of answers for some things. Sometimes there is. <laughs> and so we just have to roll with it. I was actually talking in a strategy call on Wednesday. And I was sharing with them that when... <clears throat> I liken going through painful times in our lives to childbirth. And for those of you that haven't had kids yet or at all, whatever, but the, this is the best way that I can describe the process of um, processing pain, whether it's emotional pain or physical pain. And I, I learned this when I gave birth <laughs> because it was freaking painful <laughs> and I thought I was going to die and I didn't want any drugs, but I, you know, the only way for me to cope and manage with the pain of contractions. So as a wave came in was for me to mentally allow it to just wash through me, like flow through me. It hurt like hell, but I didn't fight it. I found when I was in labor, if I, if I kind of clenched up and, and kind of braced myself for the pain, the contraction hurt way, way more. But when I relaxed my body and just breathe through real, like huge pain, I could, I could tolerate it and get through it. Couldn't move because <laughs> I was just focusing on moving through the pain. Um, but that's the same kind of thing uh, that I do with emotional pain is through these times is that we just have to let the let it wash through don't brace too hard because it's often you know as far as our thinking that's uh, locks up our thinking but to let it wash over us when we're feeling it and to let it move through allow it and then we can um, get back into our critical thinking laura says thank you kirsten watching all of your lives oh great awesome thank you so much that makes me feel good um pop down to amanda virtual concerts are a great idea for temporary income oops uh but that can only be sustained for so long 
Oh yeah, absolutely. This is virtual consults are not a you know long term. Um, they're not. They could be a long term strategy, but this kind of needs a bridge strategy to get there. So for sure. Uh, what else do you say here? Everything is just so up in the air, and I have no idea where to go from here. I've been given rent relief for two months, thank goodness. But after that, it can, if this continues, who, who knows what happens? Scary times. Yeah, absolutely. It's just. It's, it's a huge freaking lesson in allowing, isn't it? And as business owners, we're usually control freaks. And so allowing is not our, it's not our shining kind of characteristic, right? Can we all get a like, yep, for sure. Um, what you resist persists. Absolutely. This is just another, so just another example of, um, of that, that particular saying. All right, that is it for my Thursday uh, spa business break today. Uh, I invite you to join me on Monday in my group Spa Business Mastery if you are not already a member. Um, it's for spa owners and um, whether you have a team or a solo primarily. Um, I don't let any vendors in there because they wreck it. <laughs> um, it's just for us to have um, have positive conversations um, thought-provoking conversations, uh, a place where we can just share and be honest and be vulnerable. And it's okay to feel really have a crappy day or crappy couple of days. And if that's for, that's the case for you, then we want to support you. We're all here for each other, right? But on Monday, I started doing a Monday morning. Well, sometimes it's noon, <laughs> closer to noon because my Mondays are all usually really busy. Um, but it's a it's a Monday check-in um, and one action step. So if you're feeling kind of stuck, frozen, if you're feeling frozen and don't know what to do and it's just also overwhelming, join me in uh, Spa Business Mastery and on Monday, uh, join me for another Facebook Live. I'm not sure what my topic's gonna be yet. I honestly have been, my whole content strategy has gone out the window. We were I was supposed to be talking and training about uh, reviews and social proof, but that will have to be for a couple months down the road because I wanna make sure that our conversations in the spa industry, especially with leadership conversations, this is top of mind. So um, our, my content is basically, I decide it the day before and because uh, like I said, everything changes pretty much daily around here. All right, thank you guys. Uh, I appreciate you. Um, I love you. I love being a part of uh, this our community. And who knew that we would have to band together like this? Crazy, hey, crazy times. Intuitively run for now. That's important too. Absolutely, Shannon. But sometimes, sometimes our intuition gets blocked off through fear. And so Shannon, I know you're doing a lot of personal work right now on vulnerability and that is helping to open up your own intuition even more. But I also need to recognize that, you know, it's sometimes when, well, when you're in a state of shock and desperation, um, being vulnerable doesn't feel very safe. However, these are the kind of safe spaces that you can be vulnerable in. If you don't want it to be on the public sphere, then come into Spa Business Mastery and um, you can share away in there. All right, that's it for me. I'm going to take the rest of the afternoon to have some quiet time and some gentle time for me. And I hope you can do the same for yourself. We'll see you next Thursday or on Monday if you want to join.